Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Pod episode number 88. We are so excited to have you here today. Of course, I am joined here by the amazing bestie, Esty. Est, how are you? I'm all right. I've been a bit better, but yeah, no, I'm okay. I am just recovering. Got COVID round two, so I am in bed, but yeah, no, I'm all good. How are you, lads? Yeah, I'm all good too. I uh, feel so sad for you going through COVID again I think most of the listeners probably know the battle that both you and I had with COVID in the past so it hasn't been um, great news that you've been struck down for a second time but um, how are you feeling I know last time you and I chatted on the podcast we were talking about how our training and racing was going really well and that we were looking forward to the Nike Mountain Marathon coming up and you also raced last weekend so tell us about that because I know that went really well yeah um I'll start with the first question. How am I feeling? I am feeling tired and um a bit, yeah, fatigued, but um I feel like it was way worse. So I tested positive on Tuesday and I had like um chills, like hot and cold and really bad headache. I know that's that's what you got really badly when you had COVID too. Um just like yeah, terrible headache. So I was having Panadol every few hours and just riding the waves of feeling cold and then feeling hot. And then, um, yeah, slowly the headaches went away and stuff and the chills have stopped. So, like, the main thing now, I just have a cough and feel tired. So, on the up overall, I um, managed to do a little walk today. So, that's good. Um, I think, like, I feel really positive. I know I'm obviously sad that I got COVID again, but um, I feel like, I'm going to learn well I have learned so much from the last experience and there's no fucking way I'm going through what I did last year again so I would not be running for as long as it takes to like feel better again and see like yeah my cough is completely gone um all my symptoms are gone I won't I won't be running or pushing my body it was just so interesting I like wanted to see like how my hard my body was working on the first few days so I wore my watch around and I was laying in bed and stuff just literally lying on my back my heart rate was like 85 and I could feel my heart like beating so fast and stuff and I was like damn it's crazy like you think if you go in there and push your body and put like um stress on your heart when that's not recovered properly like you can see how that leads to like long-term stuff so I'm not gonna do it and yeah I feel really positive that I'll be fine this time around um but yeah like frustrating because the weekend was probably yeah definitely the best I've run um since COVID which was March last year um I I had Liz knew this because she's the person that I text about everything but I had had some really terrible sleeps leading up to the race because I started anxiety medication about 10 days before the race and then um some of the side effects can be like you either sleep way more or you sleep really badly 
and for me it was yeah sleeping really badly so I was like not really sleeping very well I had like insomnia um and so I actually talked to my sister who's a doctor and I don't recommend anyone does this but I had doctor's advice and I stopped the medication because I'd only been on it for five days and sort of weaned off so I managed to get like one good night's sleep and probably like six or seven leading into the race but I was just channeling the chat that we did with the Nike Melbourne Marathon crew um talking about like how strong your mind is and stuff and just trying to stay real positive definitely had moments where I didn't want to race and stuff like um I still struggled but like I overall kept it really positive which I think helped so much because like I ended up running really well and I felt really good and felt really strong um so if anyone listening is having bad sleeps leading into Melbourne Marathon trust me when I say like I probably had like four hours total for, you know, on average each night leading into that race. And I still felt so good. So don't count yourself out and just stay positive because um, you can still do really well. But yeah, I would like ran, I think I was like maybe the third fastest of the whole league and in, in two pe- two rounds did that same league. Um, and the girls that beat me, um, uh, you know, national champs or national medalists. So I was like, really happy and I felt really strong and the last kilometer was like by far my fastest versus the first seven um which was a really nice feeling not to go the opposite way and slowly die um so yeah like um obviously I'm sad because I think I was telling someone at Road Realize which is kind of funny but I was like I had this gut feeling that I'm never going to get COVID again and then two days later I get COVID but maybe I've been trying to rationalize what this was um because I do believe in gut feelings, maybe it's more the long COVID and the experience that I had, like I'm never going to get that again. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling good, obviously recovering um, and just excited to be able to run again soon and staying, yeah, staying optimistic. But that's my update. How are you, Liz? You just sound so blocked up, you poor wee thing. Yes, I am all good. I'm all good. I have had a good couple of weeks of training I think it's been kind of hard because I haven't really known whether I was going to do the marathon or not and I think the last time we spoke I was kind of all in and I think things have slightly changed so because I have to work on the Melbourne Marathon weekend which is totally fine and I'm excited to be out there with the community um, and the peeps but I won't be racing the full marathon this year Uh, So I am kind of on the hunt for another race. Ideally, a race between now and the start of November would be cool. So if anybody's got any wrecks, I would love maybe even to do another trail race. I know after my last ultra, well, the only ultra I've run, um, I said I'd never do it again. But uh, they all told me, give it a few months and you'll be back. So yes, I'd love to run another race between now and the end of, oh, well, the start of November. Um, so there's a few floating around that I might look at, but definitely not not, not the Nike Malvern Marathon Festival. I'll be out there cheering um, for the community. We have so many exciting things for the weekend, which we'll touch on soon, but um, I will be there just not racing. So things things have been good in the, um, in the running world. I've just got my cycle yesterday, so I'm on my period now. And so the last two weeks, it's just like I still find it so crazy how different you feel in your different phases even though like I know what to expect I still 
you know, go into sessions and walk away being like, I knew that wasn't going to feel great and it didn't feel great and like it's shit, <laughs> but it is what it is. Thankfully now I can walk away like not thinking too much about it, but uh, yeah, I haven't like felt terrific in the last couple of weeks of training, but I'm excited to now be back and ready to hopefully smash another few weeks of training. Uh, but yeah, things have been good. I'm in Melbourne at the moment and it is freezing. I came down for a few events leading into the Nike Mountain Marathon Festival. And last night we held a run with the legendary Steve Monaghetti. So that was fun to go and run with him, um, get some runners out to run around the track and do the famous Mona's Farlick. Uh, so that was cool. I didn't do the Farlick. I just cheered everyone on. Uh, but yeah, it's good to be in Malves and um, back in the city. That's so cool. That monofartlek really is like universal, I swear. I wonder if Americans know about it, surely. So for the listeners, this is not a sponsored ad at all, but the monofartlek <laughs> is now an audio guided run in the Nike Run Club app. So if you want to do Mona's Fartlek, uh, use the Nike Run Club app and Monogetti himself will talk you through the workout while you do it. So you just pop your headphones in your ears uh, and get him to chat you through. I say chat when it's like a really intense run, but it is a fun one. It's only 20 minutes of work and uh, it's a good way to get the heart rate up and it's a really good way to get yourself fitter. He actually spoke about it last night in the, in the way that he did the Monas Fart like every Tuesday pretty much week on week uh, for years and he puts a lot of his like success down to doing that workout all the time uh, which is crazy so there you go quick little tip for you to go home and do the Mona's fart look to get fit too that's so cool because it is like it is a good mix because it's 20 minutes of work and it's like the recoveries get shorter and shorter so it's like it's working on a lot you know you get quite speedy by the end and then you're working on endurance because it's 20 minutes so it's a great workout yes like the fluctuation of the heart rate over a very short amount of time is what I think gets you really fit really fast but like to sustain that fitness you need to do all your long and slow running too so don't just think you can only do Mona's workout every (laughs) every day it's not good for you what do you mean I thought that I could hit training every day and get better no absolutely not so (laughs) As we mentioned, there's a few really exciting updates around Nike Melbourne Marathon Festival. Apologies in advance for those people who are not partaking in the festival. But for those that are, definitely come and say hi. We have an amazing weekend planned for us. We have a Femi Clubhouse pop-up space. The space will be open from Friday morning all the way through to Sunday afternoon. It's a safe space for you to just come hang out bring your friends, relax, chat to some coaches, gain some confidence. If you have any last minute questions on the race, we are there to answer them. Um, And it is all free. So just come by. You will need to register. So there's a link in our bio on Instagram at femi.co. Register for access to the Femi Clubhouse. Um, And then we do have some special events on also in the clubhouse. So Thursday night is an exclusive premiere of our Women in Motion series, which There is more information about that online, but we're really telling the story of four of our beautiful community members and the way that learning about their cycles and training in line with their cycles and the community around them has impacted the way they feel about themselves. So it's a really incredible series that's coming to life very soon. And then we also have a very special Femi Friday run on the Friday morning before the race, a shakeout run from the space 
again, there will be food, great people, great vibes uh, come along, but you do need to register for that one and registrations are running out very quickly. So get on that as soon as you can. If you have any questions about the events or the space, just hit us up on Instagram and we will get back to you. But plenty of exciting things. Esther's going to be here. We will have a few of the Femi team uh, here as well, which is really exciting. So get amongst it. Yay, I can't wait. I am same as you, Lids. I will not be racing now, so must forego the half marathon, unfortunately, but can't wait to come and see everybody and support and watch you all doing everything on the day and having fun. Um, Yeah, so excited and yeah, register and come to the clubhouse and hang out with us because we we can't wait to meet some of you if we haven't met you before and then yeah, see the familiar faces of Femi crew um, as we lead into the race. It's very exciting. And then I guess we just wanted to touch on today, moving towards the race and getting closer to the race and how important this time is to like really get to the start line in the best space and form that you possibly can be in to have the best race that you potentially could have. So we are very well aware that not all of you are racing and definitely not racing the Nike Mountain Marathon, but there are other races coming up. And I think hopefully leading into the back end of the year, people have signed up and are signing up to do races to finish 2023 with a bang. So hopefully this resonates with some of you, but you know, being this close to a race, whether you're one, two, maybe even three weeks out from a race, depending what distance you're racing is a really key time to start tapering and like really pulling back your mileage, pulling back the intensity of your training to allow the body to recover. A lot of runners, I think, really struggle with the taper. And I think there's probably a few myths around the taper and what it can do in, I guess, in a negative way, which is not true at all. But I think the first one is just like going from a heavy training block of doing big Ks and big mileage and then pulling back that mileage and like, stripping back your training to a lot of people feels like pointless and it feels like actually I'm losing fitness because I'm not training as hard but that is not the case as it is no it is not the case you're just letting your body finally rest after like so many weeks of training and yeah letting your body prepare to push really hard like just think of this time as like a time to be grateful that you've got through that block because so many people won't be making it to the start line. Both Lids and I aren't. There's tons that won't be because they weren't, you know, their bodies potentially didn't hold up or an injury popped up or they were under too much stress. Like try to flip that narrative of like feeling worried that you're running less to, to gratitude and that you're grateful that you can start the race and that you've made it that far. And yeah, your body has held up under that strain of training so um yeah just know that this time is super important and you need to rest your muscles and your mind and your heart and everything before you go and give it um give it your rules so yeah just think of the taper as like the icing on the cake that's like gonna make it like perfect and super delicious on the day so that you can like run really fast um and try to enjoy it because like man we all go so hard all the time like this is actually a time to like, yeah, like celebrate your body, um, be kind to yourself and just prepare for like, I guess the mental challenge that's coming because racing can be mentally hard and like, that's kind of the joy of it because you push yourself to do hard things. But um, yeah, just re- keep reminding yourself, write it down or say it to yourself that this, this is needed. Like you've come this far, like 
this is going to help you feel good on the day um and running less doesn't mean anything other than yeah resting your body and like replenishing and, and getting ready to run hard definitely like those last couple of weeks leading into a race they're not there to get you fitter and faster. They're there to like prepare you to run fast on race day. And we talk about peaking on race day. And, you know, when you look at a training block, it's really broken into a few different phases. One being a build phase, one being a really like race distance specific phase. And then there's a taper and then there's race day. And the taper is one of the most key parts to that periodization of your training to prepare you to race really well on race day. There is science behind it. We don't just throw our athletes into a taper because we think it's a nice idea to give them more time before race day. Like there is a purpose behind why we taper. And like you said, like go out and enjoy your taper. I think a lot of people just get really consumed by the fact they're not training as hard and worrying about that and then they're just like wasting that time they could be just completely resting and recovering on stressing that they're not training as much and it's like well actually you know the point of the taper is to switch off and actually just put the legs up and when you're in training especially when you're in a really heavy block of training and doing big weeks and big like intense speed sessions you're constantly creating micro tears and damaging your bones and your muscles and you're never really giving yourself the time to fully recover from that damage that you're creating in training, which is like what's meant to happen in training. And that's what, how you get fitter and stronger and faster, but in a training block, you never actually have enough time to like fully recover from that. And so that's what the taper is really for is to like actually allow the body to fully repair itself from all the training. And then race day, you should be feeling almost a hundred percent, not a hundred. I don't think anyone ever feels a hundred percent on race day, but almost And that's where you can like really push to your absolute potential and run as fast as you possibly can. But like watching some athletes who struggle with the taper, not do the taper well, and then they actually sacrifice all the training that they did. It could have been months and months of training and time that they've put into it. They sacrifice all of that because they just like can't commit to the taper properly. And then they don't have a very good race. And it's just, as a coach, one of the most frustrating things to watch because you know how fit they are. They're just not giving themselves the opportunity to show that on race day. So definitely take it from us. I've had some really terrible tapers and I've had some really good tapers. And even the terrible tapers, I remember running my half marathon PB in 2019. And I remember like 10 days before that, I did a K rep session and it was horrendous. I was like, couldn't even run. I think I was trying to hit like 330s in the K reps, which is fast. I want to put that out there. It's fast to run 330s, but it was really like hard to be running that pace. And then 10 days later, I ran a half marathon, I think at an average of 325s for 21Ks. And I was like... It's, uh, you know, throughout that taper, I probably felt terrible and didn't feel good at all. But yet, come race day, I ran really well. So you can't judge your ability to race off what you're hitting in your taper either. I think that's another kind of myth is people like, oh, I'm not feeling good in the taper. I couldn't complete my last session or my last long run. It just means I'm not ready to race. But that's not the case at all. Like if you don't hit paces or distances, in your last workouts or long runs again just like let it go and don't let it consume you or affect your confidence when it comes to race day because 
everyone has bad days and that's so normal. And if you ran really well every single day, your race is probably going to be shit because that will be your bad day. So it's good to kind of like purge and get those bad training days out before the race and do it in the taper. So when it comes to race day, you're uh, ready to run fast and really fire up. Yeah, that's so true. I think I experienced exactly what you're talking about last week. Like I could barely run for like four days. I think I was meant to do a session on the Tuesday and it was like a tune-up session and it was like three by a K and then like four by a minute or something like at 10 K pace, like not a very hard workout at all. And um, I warmed up and I was like, oh, I feel so average. I think I was running like five twenties and like, I was like, my heart rate was high and stuff. And I was like, I'll give it a crack anyway. And then I got 200 meters in and I was like struggling to run like not even that fast. Um, And yeah, I was just, I just walked off the track and just gave, called it a day. And I was like, yeah, that's so annoying. Um, but I tried not to think much of it. And then the next day I ran again and I was like, I feel like absolute shit. And then I was like, I'm just not going to let it get to me. And then the next day I was like, I felt like absolute shit. And I was like, oh crap. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I've only got two days, but I stayed positive. And then, you know, come race day, felt really good. Felt like unbelievable versus those days. So don't count yourself out and like, enjoy the process as much as you can same as when you're going through different parts of your cycle you hopefully with more understanding about your hormones understand that you will feel different during different parts of your cycle and that's the same with the taper like it is very common to actually feel real rubbish in the taper um and I think it's because your body's like given a little bit of rest and it's kind of catching up and yeah it's just unloading all of the stress that's been on it for the last however many months um and then you have enough time to come right and feel awesome on race day um, or feel recovered and ready to go fast. So, yeah, love that, Lids. Great advice. I reckon when when we're looking at the taper, the last week, especially leading into the race, taking your cycle into account can actually be really, really helpful. I mean, at all times, it's very helpful, but particularly when you're leading into a race because there is an approach you can take which is like doing a tune-up workout relatively close to the race and it's like a short session most of the time a tempo session at race pace that's really short but it just kind of like reminds your legs of how fast you want to be racing on race day and I'm probably talking more like half and full marathoners and maybe I'll throw to S to chat to more the five and the 10kers but for the half and the full marathoners, we tend to say on like, if you're racing on a Sunday on the Tough Girl Tuesday, do a short tempo at race pace. So for the halves, you might want to go and do like 10 minutes at half marathon pace on the Tuesday with like a 10 minute warm up, 10 minute cool down, something like that. And then for the half marathoners, you might want to do like 10 minute warm up, 15 minutes at marathon pace, and then 15 minute warm down, something similar to that. So it's not a like really intense workout. It definitely isn't there to get you fitter and it shouldn't be hard. You should finish feeling relatively okay, but it's just a good way to get your legs kind of turning over faster. But what I will say is that you should only do that if you're in your follicular phase and you're feeling really good. It's really just there to um, prep you for race day. But if you're in your luteal or late luteal phase, it's actually going to be more beneficial for you to rest and recover and not not run but just like not put any intensity or race um, specific sessions in the week leading into the race so if you're following our Nike Melbourne Marathon plans 
those workouts are actually in the plans and you will see them and you'll have the option to do either just a run on the Tuesday or a run with a short tempo. But uh, definitely only do the tempo if you're in your follicular phase or if you don't know where you're at or you don't have a natural menstrual cycle, go off the energy and if you are feeling good, do the short the short tempo as well. What about the 5 and the 10K is this? Yeah, love that. I think something that I quite often do um, 5k 10k is just a short really short tempo so get the legs ticking over without too much sort of impact on the body similar to like kind of what you said lids but maybe more at like half marathon pace maybe even like I normally do like six to eight minutes so depending on like your fitness level like where you're at um anywhere from like yeah four to eight minutes but keep it half marathon effort so it should feel fast but cruisy like you should be able to hold it for like well over an hour longer than that um and then have a longer break like two minutes recovery and then I, I often do like four by 200 at, at race pace so if you're doing a 5k it's at your 5k race pace if you're doing um a 10k it's at 10k race pace and that's really the reason that you're doing that is you're sort of getting your legs ticking over at the race pace but it's short so you're not like fatiguing yourself dramatically um because you're only doing four and it's only 200 meters um and then take about a minute between each so overall the session is short you know it's like a six minute tempo and then four 200 so it's it's very chill um but it's getting the body um accustomed to that pace and like ready to run fast um without too much fatigue on the body as well um so that's something that I quite often do I quite often give a lot of my athletes as well um pre a five or a 10k and then the other thing is just keeping the legs ticking over especially like if you are you know late 30 or something and feeling really fatigued if you don't want to do a session on the Tuesday just do some strides so just do you know say it's on Tuesday and you race on Saturday just do six 20 second strides at at your race pace and then walk back recovery so take like a whole minute or more really chill get the heart rate back down shouldn't go up too high with just a 20 second stride anyway but um because that's really just getting the the legs ticking over without again without that fatigue of say a session like a six minute tempo or 200s um so strides are a real cool one to to keep going throughout the week um I always give my athletes strides either the day before if they're quite a strong runner that runs a lot I would give them strides the day before a race, like a 20 minute jog with some, you know, four by 80 meter strides, really short, you know, 10 seconds, 10 to 12 seconds. And then um, for athletes that don't run as much and aren't, you know, as fit or conditioned, I would give them the strides the day before that. So two days before the race and then a day off. Um, yeah. Cause the more conditioned you are, the more you can train during the week and still taper relative to like your normal load. Um so yeah, keep strides going throughout the week as well. And that's going to help you feel nice and speedy and bouncy on race day. So good. Definitely makes me excited to race, chatting through like that race week. It's just a really exciting time. I think like it's just so key to focus on getting as much rest and recovery as you possibly can. I know Es chatted about not being able to get sleep and like it's one of those things that like if you can't, get sleep don't let it consume you but ideally try to get as much sleep as you possibly can um knowing that you know the night before you probably won't because of excitement and just like nerves but other things I guess to focus on is just 
be really well prepared, make sure that you're constantly eating and drinking, not trying any like different foods or new foods that you haven't tried before and just try to minimize like as much stress in your life as possible. And I know that can be really hard to say and a relatively privileged thing to say, but if you can minimize other things in your life that may potentially cause you stress throughout the week, then definitely do that. It's just going to allow you so much more capacity to like put that energy into your body and your mind to rest and recover so that you get to the start line feeling fresh and fiery. So um, yes, definitely minimize any other stresses. What other tips should we be giving us? Oh, I think you did such a good job there. Yeah, literally just like don't try anything new food-wise. Don't try anything new training-wise. Um, yeah, don't try to stuff in training if you've missed it in the past 10 weeks because you're not going to do any good now. It's just going to make you more tired. I always remember this girl who I used to train with when I was younger and like maybe she was like we were 15 or 16 and um, she wasn't training that much leading into nationals um, and normally she trained heaps and she was really fast runner. Um, I think she was just lacking motivation. Um, we probably shouldn't have been training as much as we were anyway. Well, we definitely shouldn't have been. Um, but she instead, I think it was the last two weeks before nationals, just hammered, hammered training. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, oh, that's weird. She hasn't really been training that much. And now she's going so hard. I was like, oh, maybe she's going to be tired. And I, But I wasn't sure because I was so young. And then anyway, she absolutely bombed on race day. And like, I'm not laughing because like that's funny or anything but I'm laughing because it was like a good lesson like yeah don't try to fit anything you've missed in just try be as fresh as possible um I guess just around strength training we talked about it in that expert chat but like yeah if you do strength train try to strength train just once that week so maybe on the Tuesday if you're racing on Saturday and then just um yeah stop strength stop strength training after that and even on that Tuesday don't go like massively heavy or anything sort of do your usual routine, but just keep it nice and light and um, powerful. And then um, that's going to help you not feel too fatigued. But yeah, just be kind to yourself and I guess think as many positive thoughts as you possibly can. Um, even if you're being overwhelmed by negative thoughts, even saying positive ones to counteract them will genuinely help. Um, even if you sort of don't believe that but you continue to do it I promise you that it will help um so just stay positive and keep doing what you're doing definitely you've done all the work to get to this point so just make sure you believe in yourself and you're proud of yourself even if the race doesn't go to complete plan know that you've already made like all the gains that you possibly can and the journey is what really what counts versus you know race day that's just a nice cherry on top but what you're going to gain from running happens over weeks and weeks if not months and years of time um not just on one day so yeah be proud of yourselves and take that to the start line and just be excited to get out there and get amongst it all definitely as the great Elliot Kipchoge says no human is limited we love kippers well before we go we also want to let you all know there are some very exciting updates and things happening in the Femi app which hopefully you are all very well aware of now we have been working on an incredible platform 
for all the women who run around the world. So there are some updates there and we will share more updates when we come back and chat with you in a couple of weeks. But if you want to sign up to our beta, definitely head to our website and do that. Um, and we'll get in touch with how we can get you through into the app. But shout out to everybody who's already done that. And we've got so many users in the app now already. And it's just so exciting to see people using it all the time and getting the benefits out of it for why we built it in the first place. So really cool. Again, if you want any information about the Femi Clubhouse at the Nike Marvel Marathon, it is in our link in our bio on Instagram at femi.co. Esther and I are also there if you have any questions, feedback, concerns, uh, come and chat to us on Instagram or head to our website femi.co. But I think that is all from us today. I'm going to let poor little wee Est go and rest and recover. Uh, but we will be back next week with a very special guest, a Nike Melbourne Marathon Festival episode. So stay tuned for that one. But thank you so much for joining us today. Est, go and get some sleep. Thanks, Liz. And thanks, everyone. See you next week in Melbourne. See ya. <laughs>